0: Okay, here's the deal. I I always have to have something, something to be in this emotional turmoil with. And last year it was scale to 5K. And I was like, I hate scale to 5K. I don't know what's going on with it. This year it's been the podcast, y'all. And the thing is, is like, I love doing guest podcasts. I've been doing a ton of them lately. You'll see them pop up. I've been bringing guests on the Salesy. But the number one question I get, the number one question I get is, when are you bringing the potty back? I want to hear the potty y'all loved the potty you asked for it for years so I am delivering and we're going to talk about something really important today that I've been talking about with my private clients that I've been talking about in programs this is not your like basic bitch guide to sales this is actually talking about some of the things that I'm saying so buckle up let's get started here is the deal there is a lot of trust that is broken in the online space. There's a lot of coach burning and I've spent X amount of dollars and I haven't made my money. That's not what we're fully talking about today. What we are talking about is how humans view loss, loss aversion, the endowment effect, and how you can utilize this inside of your business. Because a lot of y'all are just like scab picking pain point awareness and that should don't work. So let's Let's give you a little timeline. The circa is 2020. Came point marketing is coming out. Problem awareness is popping. It is popping more than it is. And the thing about problem awareness is that it started a motivational cycle. So motivational cycles, if you don't know, just do a quick little jaunt into Google. Motivation cycles. Let's all pull out our imaginary keyboards. Before you take action on something, you have to have awareness around it. But where most people struggle is to build the awareness. Therefore, problem awareness. But you know what happened in problem awareness is that she became a scapegoat. Problem awareness started making attacks on people. It was the shame turned into guilt or the guilt turned into shame. And if you don't know the difference, guilt is I did something bad, shame is I am And so what is happening is that we're using perceived scarcity, the idea that something's going to run out, which is significantly higher as a driver, Than actual scarcity, actual something running out. Like, think about it. Toilet paper running out, terrifying. Toilet paper actually running out, well, we could use paper towels. There's so many options out there. Napkins, whatever. That is where problem awareness really, like, had its heyday and then it started fizzling out. And the thing about it is that problem awareness quickly turned into a loss. And if I know anything about humans, it's loss aversion. So loss aversion is basically that we are going to avoid something that seems risky that we may lose out on versus actually taking action on it. And loss is something that we are starting to see come out more as the market's maturing. Now, the interesting thing about loss and loss aversion and gaining and the endowment effect is that when you view a loss You will lump it all together. If you collectively spent $100,000, you view that as a $100,000 loss versus if you spent $20,000 five times and it came to $100,000. You will lump it together. And that is where we're seeing a lot of money, a lot of clients saying, Well, I've spent X amount of dollars, I've done this. Now, the interesting thing is is that we will separate separate out gains. So say you were actually even. You have spent $100,000, you have made $100,000, and you are actually even. The interesting thing about all this is that you will view the $100,000 that you made. You will break it up. You will not cumulatively do it together. This is why I make my clients run reports so that they can see it together. Loss aversion basically states that we will not do something that is risky that we could lose out on unless the gain outweighs the loss unless the money in this case outlays the money you would lose. And so this is where we talk about ROIs, which are return on investments. Return on investments are typically historically talked about with money. And this was actually something we saw in actual investing, which I want to a quick little segue into this for y'all listening. A business investment and a personal investment are not the same, but you will lump it together. A business investment and a personal investment are not the same and you will lump it together. So if you are struggling and people are like, we spend a lot of money, make that distinction between business expenses and personal expenses, even though the money, you pull it out for business, you pull it out for personal. But typically in investing, that's where we saw it. We now brought it into the online space as we talk more about how much money people are making, what's the ROI that they saw, how fast could they send clients, basically instant gratification of results. When it comes to loss aversion specifically, the other thing is, is the risk and the fear, right? So when we have risk or perceived risk, what we're going to do is we are going to let ourselves spiral down into a negativity bias spiral where it's like, this could happen and will catastrophize and the world would end and you would lose all your money and your house would burn down and all of these things. And this is where problem awareness excites the brain, but not in a good way, right? You don't send clients, you're going to have to shut your business down and go back to corporate, right? Not actually the case. You can find a subcontracting job. You could door dash to keep yourself afloat. There are so many fucking options, right? But when it comes to that, you're doing this spiral and you're catastrophizing and it is really exciting to the brain because fear and excitement light up the brain both ways. Fear and excitement light up the brain and your brain is like, oh, this could be our chance to lose survival. And at the end of the day, your brain wants to survive. So if you are doing that and you are struggling with it and you're doing problem awareness in your content and you're listening to this and you're like, how do I sign more clients? How do I get them out of that spiral? One fear is easily counteracted by logic. Let me say this again. Fear is counteracted by logic. Logic, y'all. Logic. Simply logic. You get the amygdala hijacking off of the bandwagon. When you start thinking, well, if I don't sign a client, then I may have to get a job. My house isn't going to burn on fire. I may have to get a job and I may have to start focusing on that or I can invest and learn how to sell or I can start beefing up my marketing and start showing up more or I can find a way to financially support myself while I'm learning these skills. That gets it off board. But when we have that downward spiral and we have that loss, we need to make the gain which is not a perceived gain, y'all. I'm I'm not about selling dreams that you're not going to fulfill on. I'm not about telling people they're six-figure entrepreneurs and then them not actually doing it. I'm not going to tell you something that I don't actually see or believe for you. This is where we have honesty and transparency. But but here's a little buts in place. Have the perceived gain because the gain could be time, it could be money, it could be time that you're saving now because you're not spending time figuring it out. It could be money that you're making and that money being able to be compound because you can actually put it in a real investment. We need to focus on the gains to get people out of these shame spirals. And if you are somebody who you are struggling to sell and you have traditionally done problem awareness, you have traditionally done, this is what happens when you don't take action. This is the fear behind it. I want y'all to shift today. What do people get when they join? Why did you take action? What results have you created for yourself? If you have helped people do this, how many people have you helped? What results have they created? Because focusing on the gain gets the brain excited. And this is where we can start using the illusion of progress and we can use a reticulating activating system and we can focus on the goal. And we're not focusing less on like, well, I don't do this and I suck and my business sucks and everything sucks. What we're focusing on is oh. It is possible to have the dream that I want. It is possible to grow this brand. It is possible to do those things. And with that, pairing it with good old education, education will never go out of style. So while you're listening to this podcast, you saw it and you're like, "Mm, education, education, I want to learn a new skill. And pairing that gain for it to be possible. Because the other thing is, is that you have to spend money to make money. And a lot of people are like, well, I bought a car, I bought a house. No, 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 no. All money is not equal when you're spending it. When you buy a car or a house, you are moving yourself. You are moving your your personal gain. But when you are paying for skills, it is different. And to spend money to make money Gets people really frustrated because if you spend something that doesn't help you make money, that doesn't mean you're entitled to get results. This is something I'm seeing a lot of inside the online space of, well, you're lumping the loss together. I've already spent X amount. I should be making X. And it's like, well, did you gain the skills? Do you have the information to do that? Are you someone who says that you spent money and in reality you haven't? Because the piece of this that a lot of people aren't focusing on is that that information that money you spent, the money isn't negatively compounding. It's not that you spent a hundred thousand dollars and in two years, it'll turn to 200. Like it's not unless you spend more money, but the money itself is not negatively compounding. That 5k that you spent will always be that 5k that you spent. It will always be that 5k that you spent. It is not going to turn into 10 to 15 to 20 and continue to negatively compound on that specific program. But the knowledge that you're learning and the skills that you are gaining will continually compound when you use them, when you show up, when you ask. And that's where a lot of people, this gain needs to talk about it. Because what did Einstein say? Einstein said that the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. You could quote me on that. The eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. And so for those of you who feel stuck, who feel like nobody's buying, who feel like you're pulling teeth to sell, who is focusing on problem awareness, I want you to shift it. Stop talking about that course that they didn't build and start talking about the fact that you could have a course in 60 days. Stop talking about the fact that you don't know how to manage your money and start talking about the fact that you could confidently know how to check your bank account and feel good about it. Because if you want to get people to buy in this day and age, they don't want to be told how shitty they are or the accidents that they are doing or not leading up to it. They want to be told that it is possible, that it is possible to do X, Y, and Z, that they can grow a business, that they can do those things. So for those of you who want to know a little bit more, a little bit more about this kind of stuff, send me a DM, join the broadcast channel, and I'll see you all later.